Good day and welcome back to Crime Therapy. I'm your host, Elaine. In this podcast, we discuss the crime and the dirty little secrets that some of us keep hidden. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you've listened to this podcast before, welcome back. I'm very glad to know I'm not the only one with a true crime obsession out there. So a little disclaimer, if you're easily offended by stomach-turning details of true crime and the occasional profanity that I might spurt out, this podcast is so not for you. And that's okay, there's plenty of other podcasts out there to spend your time on, and I'm not going to hold it against you. For those of you still with me, buckle up, this episode is wild. This week's crime is truly mind-boggling, and because it is recent, I'll be updating you throughout future episodes as this case develops. So, like I said, this episode is rather short due to the new murder status and smell of it, so those of you with a short attention span, this one's for you. Let's get into it. We all have kept a secret at some time or another. So why do we keep secrets? Well, we keep them to protect ourselves and others. We gain trust with another person when we keep things hidden that they ask us to do. Once trust has been established, you have found yourself a confidant and those types of people are very rare. Secrets between people guard the truth, keeping the information in a very secure place. But what happens when a secret is unexpectedly exposed, especially after 12 years? Our story takes place in Slaughter, Louisiana. Yeah, you heard me. Slaughter. It's a town located in East Feliciana Parish, Louisiana. And if you're not familiar with what a parish is, don't worry, I'm here to help. I had to look it up myself. A parish is otherwise known as a county. Louisiana and Alaska are the only states in the United States that use the term parish instead of county. In 2020, the U.S. Census estimated that just 882 people reside in this area. And here I thought 4,300 was a lot from my last podcast. And as much as I wish I had a dark, crimey story on how this place got its name, I don't. Slaughter received its name from the original owners of the land, two brothers, Will and Joe Slaughter. Maybe Will Slaughter's name foretold of the gruesome history that this area would be known for after January 3rd of this year. That's right, 2022. I told you it was recent. Out of these 882 people, two people kept a very grim secret for many years. The secret? A beautiful girl named Lacey Fletcher. People, they don't know much about Lacey. She attended former Brownsville Baptist Academy, where she was on the volleyball team. Neighbors stated recently that he had seen Lacey a few times outside, acting like a normal, happy, healthy girl. But that was 15 years ago. After ninth grade, Lacey then vanished. Her parents, Clay and Sheila Fletcher, informed anyone that asked that they were homeschooling their daughter, largely due to her autism that accelerated during her early teen years. 
Along with her autism, her parents stated that she had a rare neurological disorder called locked-in syndrome. And with this syndrome, there's complete paralysis of all voluntary muscles except for the ones that control the movement of the eyes. It was not told at what age Lacey was diagnosed with this rare paralysis, or if her parents just told people to provide a reason why Lacey had not been seen in public. Remember this, because it will come up later in the story. So fast forward to 2022, January 3rd to be exact. Lacey's mother, Sheila, called 911 to report that her daughter was unresponsive. Sheriff Jeffrey Travis was stated, I have been a sheriff for six years and I have seen a lot of things happen in East Feliciana Parish, but this is by far the worst. Warning to those of you that have weak stomachs. This is the second time that I'm going to warn you because from now on it gets a gross. The next part of this story is just amazing. Lacey was found dead sitting cross-legged in her couch. I didn't say on her couch. I said in her couch. Not only this, but Lacey's physical condition was the stuff of nightmares. The 36-year-old woman was found sitting in a hole, worn into the couch's upholstery and foam padding. She was clothed only in a t-shirt and was covered in urine, feces, and insects. And yes, those insects were maggots. Law enforcement found her slumped over in the couch on her left side with her right arm across the top half of her body near her neck. Her eyes were wide open as well as her mouth. Her face was covered in large red blotches with feces matted in her hair and ears. Maggots were found all over her body. She weighed just 96 pounds as a 36-year-old woman, and it appeared that she had been fused to the couch due to staying in one position for what they believe is 12 years. The coroner, Dr. Ewell Brickham, thought that Lacey died 24 to 48 hours earlier from the time that Sheila Fletcher called 911. He was quoted as saying, I couldn't eat for a week and I cried for a week. This is from a doctor with 28 years of experience. Lacey had last seen a doctor in 2010 when her parents had asked for advice on what to do because supposedly Lacey had not wanted to get off the couch or leave the house. According to the local news, the doctors told Clay and Sheila they should bring their daughter to the hospital for treatment, but obviously they did not. The coroner stated after the autopsy that he did not believe that Lacey had locked-in syndrome. Remember earlier in the story where I told you that their parent, her parents had claimed that she had locked-in syndrome and she couldn't move? Uh, the coroner says no, there, there's no way. Lacey died while her parents were on a weekend getaway. And this is the thing that I don't get. First, you leave a 36-year-old woman in that condition. Regardless of her age, she had autism, and we don't know yet how severely. Uh, 
but it was painfully apparent that she needed help taking care of herself. And you left her. You left her to die in a couch. I just... mm -mm. The cause of death was from severe medical neglect, of course, which led to chronic malnutrition, acute starvation, a bone infection, as well as sepsis. All of this resulted in her death. And sepsis is a body's extreme response to an infection. It incurs when an infection in the person has already triggered a chain reaction throughout the body. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Now all this stuff contributed to her death, right? Obviously. She also had COVID. So not only was this poor woman starved and malnutritioned and had a bone infection, she also had COVID. All of these factors contributed to her very painful death. And I personally do not understand this case at all. I'm positive that more details will emerge after this case goes to court, but how? How in God's name do you neglect a person this severely, especially a child? Yeah, like I said before, she was 36, but my kids are my kids no matter what their ages. They will always be my children, even when they're in their 50s or 60s. God hoping that I'm still around to see that. Anyway, the house was neat and there were cleaning supplies in a potty chair by the couch. But really, I mean, not to sound gross, but I'm going to here. I know how a trash can can smell after a few days of not being taken care of, but a human being for 12 years. How? How do you live like this? The rest of the house authorities said was picked up and tidy. Oh, all except for the near rotting person on the couch. This is your child. Your child sitting on the couch in their own filth and you couldn't be bothered to take care of her. Shame on both of you. Unbelievable. I know women that cannot have children that would love and care for a child regardless of the child's health. And for some reason, claim Sheila Fletcher were blessed with Lacey and the young woman died in severe pain and neglect. It's just plain sick and unacceptable. So Sheila and Clay Fletcher were charged with second degree murder and detained Monday, May 2nd of this year as a result of the death of their 36 year old daughter, Lacey. Sheila walked out of East Feliciana Parish Jail on May 3rd after posting a $300,000 bail, and Clay walked out Wednesday morning, May 3rd. How lovely. How lovely that they can afford a $300,000 bail that they can't afford to take care of their daughter. That's just mm, unbelievable. And yes, please note my sarcasm. You'll love this next tidbit, and the sarcasm continues with this. The lawyer for Sheila and Clay was quoted as saying to a local TV station, quote, they don't want to relive the pain of losing a child through the media. They have been through a lot of heartaches over the years. Anyone who has lost a child knows what this is like, end quote. Excuse me? 
Wait, what, what did you just say? So let me get this straight. You are worried about losing a child through the media and what people think after you neglected your child for 12 years? Pardon me if I don't agree, but both of you need to go jump off a cliff. If convicted, Sheila and Clay Fletcher would face life in prison without parole. Well, I sure hope they do. Now, this case moves along. I'll keep you updated on my Facebook page at Crime Therapy True Crime Stories and on future podcasts. You can also email me with comments or show ideas at crimetherapynotes at gmail.com. Until next time, my dear demented listeners, stay safe. <laughs>